I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by either tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, and we are back with a club update, this time talking all things Crystal Palace with Jay, who of course uh, runs the website Eaglesbeak, TheEaglesBeak.com. Sorry, I can't believe I messed that up. I write for you. Um, and also hosts the new show, uh, the Meridian Sports Show, over on Meridian, understandably. Jay, thank you for joining us. Obviously not the result you would have liked at the weekend, but why don't you talk us through that Burnley match? Yes, pleasure to be back on, Kev. Thank you for inviting me. Um, yeah, do I have to talk about this game? I guess it's why I'm uh. here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, disappointed, very disappointing defeat at Burnley, and it adds to the woes that we're currently suffering in South London. Just talk about the Burnley game. I mean, it's an odd one because Pardew came out in the pre in the, in the pre match press conference to say, "I've picked my team. I've picked my um, starting eleven. I've worked with them for two days. We're ready to go." Two minutes in, we have a corner, and we concede from that corner. Actually, we had a, a corner ourselves, and we—I won't explain anymore. You guys have probably seen it if uh, seen the goal. But um, Burnley broke um, and uh, scored after two minutes, and then they added a second after fourteen. Both goals were um, poor defensively um, from a Palace point of view, and yeah, that picking your team—you know—two days before the game and working with those players for two days clearly didn't work. Um, you have to say, you know, the part the part is getting a lot of the blame for it, and we'll touch on that a bit later on. But you can't legislate for players making mistakes like they do. Um, it happened in the Liverpool game, the 4 2 defeat home to Liverpool, where we played relatively well, actually, to be fair. But Liverpool are such a force as we well, it's obviously made our result look a bit better after they beat Watford 6 1 yesterday. So I feel a little bit better for, uh, for ourselves. But after the Burnley defeat, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, Palace were the better side. It, it sounds bizarre. We lost 3 2 away at Burnley. 
two nil down, but we were still having chances. We were still had a had more possession of the ball. Couldn't get a goal back before before half time. So you kind of were hoping as a fan you you would want to get a goal back before half time to give you a fighting chance. That didn't come. But Pardew made a double change and it and it had the desired effect because within 30 seconds of that change, Connor Wickham scored um, with his first touch after a fantastic um, ball from Wilf Zaha, I have to say. It was absolutely perfect for Wickham to run onto and fire into the net. And uh, <clears throat> that was 2-1, right on the hour actually, and, and a good time, half an hour to go. And Palace were on top at that point, all over Burnley. Found the equaliser, and from that point on, I mean, the equaliser was courtesy of a penalty. Great run by Townsend out wide, and I'm not sure what the defender, Matt Lowton, I think it was, who handled the ball. I'm not sure what he was trying to do. I just think he just got a little bit caught up in himself, and I don't think there was many Palace players in the box at the time either. So, unfortunate, um, Benteke, brave, you know, this is, I mean, strikers earn their crust, don't they? I mean, he missed a penalty against, uh, uh, against West Ham a few weeks ago, which was, uh, uh, you know, if we'd have scored that, would have probably gone on to win that, I would say, because we're in the ascendancy at that point. He steps up for this one, 81st minute scores. And for me, and for a lot of fans, there was only going to be one winner in this game because we were just attacking Burnley. They looked crestfallen, you know, conceding or letting a two-goal lead slip. Um, and we were, we were all over them, chance after chance. And then 94th minute, the sucker punch came. It was a very odd formation we were playing at the time. We were kind of, well, we were obviously looking for that winner. Um, yeah, it's kind of brave in a way because you know you come back from two goals down, get back to two two. In hindsight, you'd have taken a point at, at that stage in the game, but we went for the winner because we were playing in that way. We were playing with a lot of confidence and having efforts on goal. Um, Tom Heaton was making some great saves as he's um, done a lot in recent weeks, and um, and Burnley broke two on one, broke very well, I have to say, um, and scored um, the winner. Uh, but having said that, you know, Townsend had a, even had a chance, and he um, lay, literally before the whistle went, and uh, his shot, excellent shot from outside the area, cannon off the post, and it just wasn't going to be our day um, at the end of it. Um, it's a game we should be winning, really, you know, with the quality we've got in the side. But our our defending um, is really letting us down at the moment. We're scoring goals, no problem, but defensive, you know, defensively, we're 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 looking at a little bit poor, making mistakes that we shouldn't be making. Scott Dan's back in the side and a lot of people, including myself, I've I've praised Scott Dan an awful lot, but he's clearly not fit. He's clearly come back from injury, missed four games. Uh, he came back and played against the Liverpool, partnered with James Tompkins, who he hasn't played with much since he arrived at the club. They both had injuries and missed time playing together. Um, and that was clear in the Liverpool game. They hadn't it looked like they hadn't played together very much. Delaney came back in the side against Burnley, and again they they struggled to um, get that partnership back that they've you know enjoyed so much since Scott Dan's come to the club. So for me, I don't think Scott Dan's fully fit, which is really unfortunate from our perspective. But you know some of the errors we're making defensively, and even Steve Mandanda made um, an, an error at the weekend as well, uh, which is uncharacteristic of him. So yeah, the, the, going into the international break. Another bad runner form for Palace seems to be a common theme at the moment. We have a, have a good few results and then we go into a real stinker of a runner form and um, Pardew's under pressure. Yeah, speaking of him, um, there was a very damning form guide that was uh, floating around the internet today saying that in 2016, you have been the worst of all teams that have been involved in both seasons with a record <laughs> of five wins, seven draws and 18 losses. Uh, it's 10 points back of Sunderland, which is not great. Ouch, thanks. 
<laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> things might not go well for me politically tomorrow. So just uh, thought I'd bring that pain on someone else. But uh, I digress. You mentioned Pardew. A lot of fans questioning him. With that record, what are your thoughts on Pardew at the moment? Well, I think the fan base is quite split at the moment. I think there's a lot of people that have moved into the Pardew out camp. Um, while they're still fans thinking, you know, looking at the glass half full um, option in that, yeah, tight, it will take time for these new players to gel. I mean, we're talking, um, is it, I can't remember how many games in we are now, it's gone so quickly. Is it 10 games, 11 games? Um, so, yeah, some of the players haven't quite turned it off Palace yet. Townsend is one, I would say. Benteke, yeah, he scored goals. Um Still want to see a bit more from him because he's disappeared in a couple of games. Um, Tompkins still needs to settle. Mandanda, while he's been great in occasions, I said he made a mistake at the weekend. But then again, if you're playing behind the back line, which is making errors, it's going to make your goalkeeper a little bit suspect as well. You know, there's only so much they can do. So, yeah, the Pardew question is, for me, I, I would give him a little more time. Um, I know that's not a very popular view at the moment, but we're not in the bottom three at the moment. Um, you have... The form isn't great, you're right. It doesn't make very good reading at all. Pardew, I think, gets... Well, I know he gets a fair bit more time than perhaps some managers do. I think I mentioned before the pod that this run of form would... You'll be sacked on football manager, wouldn't you, the game by now? Long oh, before yeah. now. T- time to start a new save. This, <laughs> is, this is when you're like, mm, or, this isn't or, going great. Or FIFA, whichever management game or playing, yeah. you know, football game you play, whatever it is. You know, this form. didn't mean to lose Balassi, Papa Suari out for months. Eh, just start over. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, a couple of very good points there, actually. I mean, Townsend, contrary to what the media have said, Townsend was never going to be a replacement for Balassi. The aim was to have all three of them, uh, Balassi, Zaha, and Townsend. And that would be, that would have been a form- formidable attack, you know, from, from the wings and competition for those positions. Losing Balassi, we couldn't turn down that sort of money for Balassi. He's not, he's not worth 25 million or, or, or pushing 30 million as it is. Um, and Everton fans are finding that out now. You know, a lot of them are, uh, you know, questioning the, the, you know, the, the move. I think he will come good, but he, he's certainly not in that uh, transfer value bracket for me. Um, for that money, you know, we've got Townsend. I, I would have ranked him higher than than Balassi in terms of quality you get, more consistency. I would say um, hasn't quite shown that for us as yet as I mentioned um, Pat Suarez is a big one we're really struggling at fullback really struggling and when we're playing Martin Kelly he was playing at left back he played at right back at the weekends didn't play very well we put our right back Joel Rod at left back who played at left back last season when uh, we had problems with fullback it's just a position that we haven't covered and we're also giving game time to Zeki Friars who no offence to Zeki Friars Sorry, He's, Spurs legend Zeki Fry. <laughs> Spurs legend. I forgot that bit. I, for, I forgot that bit. Um, he's not Premier League quality. I think Championship, fine. No problem. I think he'll be okay. But as a Premier League fullback, he's come on. He's only come on a sub, but you kind of you kind of wonder whether Pardew's trying trying it, trying trying to make it work because we're playing, we're starting with Martin Kelly at left back. And he's normally subbed off after 60 minutes, 65 minutes to bring Zeki Fryers on. Uh, I just wonder, for me, that's wasting a, wasting a sub. 
Um, you either stick with that player, you're, you know, you in in that position that you started with. Um, but there's no denying. I mean, Pat Suarez had a horrific motorway accident, um, and best wishes to him. We'll hopefully see him in the new year. Um, probably not. I mean, I think he would have been missing for the um, African Nations Cup anyway. Um, so I believe he's got some way to get back to full fitness. Probably. I would I would guess guess around the end of March time we the earliest we'd see him back but um he is a, he's around about a cha- training ground now which, which is good but that that yeah defense is a major problem for us at the moment we're conceding goals from like we saw against Liverpool set pieces um it, they're silly mistakes they're, you know I, I just wonder whether fans see blame the manager for everything because I know they set up the tactics. I know they set up teams to to do what they want them to do. But in the day, those players that you've put on the pitch have got to do that job you're expecting them to do. The simple stuff, really. And we're not doing the simple stuff defensively at all. Um, it's surprising, you know. Set pieces were always a strength of ours, both going forward and and defensively. But um, but yeah, Pardew, it's a horrific run of form. It really is. I mean, those stats don't lie. You know, some people say, oh, you know, stats don't always um, show a true picture. Um, you know, last season we had a horrific injury list. You know, the worst I've I've known as a, as a Palace fan. Um, so that's been that's been quite a while. But uh, and it was to key players as well. And you can't blame that run of form from from the new year to the end of the season last season on you know just on injuries alone because we we were playing well um, in 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 games. We weren't actually getting soundly beaten. We were just losing games. Um, whether it was a confidence thing, well, it obviously was a confidence thing as longer went on. But I said in the summer that Pardew needed a good start to the season because it, there's no way he could survive another run of bad form like that. Now we're at a point where we're hitting a bad run of form, or we are in the middle of a, well, I say middle, hopefully it's near the end. Um, we're in a, a bad run of form, and that's where fans are questioning whether it's time to make that change. I don't think so. I think we should give them a few more games, although we've got a horrid run of home games until the end of this, uh, till, till Christmas. We've got um, Man City, Southampton, Chelsea, and Man United. Those are our four home games leading up to Christmas. Ooh. So, yeah. Yeah, so you would hope you can get something somewhere from those if we're playing to our potential. If we cut out those errors, then there are games there that we can we can get points from. But we need points elsewhere, and that's you know it's got to be on the road. And failing to do that at Burnley has really put the pressure on Pardew, both from the fans. Although, interestingly enough, there's no talk of it in the media. Mm. There's hardly any talk of Pardew being under pressure in the media, which is very peculiar. I find that very odd, but um, I'm I, I'm still backing him at the moment. But it needs to change quickly. We, I mean, I run a form. We need to find a way of getting to win games. And our next game is against Man City at home. You know, they they drop points against Middlesbrough. They're not going to want to make the same mistake again. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of games at least. Yeah, I was talking to you before we started recording. Uh, in the NBA, there was a coach named Mike D'Antoni. I, was, I suppose he is still a coach. I think he's with the Rockets now. But yeah. um, he kept weirdly failing upwards. He was at the Nuggets, didn't do that great, went to the Suns, was great for a couple years, not that great towards the end, fell upwards to the Knicks, fell upwards to the Lakers. My question is, could you see a similar thing with Pardew? If you lose those matches and the media does realize he's on the hot seat and he does get let go, is it not possible that he could then be in line for the England job? Well, it'd be available. 
Um, yeah, that I mean that would be that would be peculiar, wouldn't it? It's it's an odd one because I I can't. It's difficult because I think now we've got American investment. Um, they own the the majority share of the club. It'd be interesting to see what their or hear what their view is on this because obviously, you know, since they invested money in the club, we went on a bad run of games. Obviously, we got to the cup final, which was amazing. Well, I mean, after playing some. Or having such a bad run in the Premier League and managing to beat Premier League teams in the, you know, in the FA Cup to get to the final is uh, is a feat in itself. Um, just to touch on an interview actually with uh, Johan Gabay he had recently, um, he mentioned the mindset of playing in a cup competition in comparison to a league competition, whereas a cup tie is a result there and then, isn't it? You know, if you don't win, you're out. But if you lose, mm-hmm. you're out. So the mindset is completely different to a cup game than it is to to a league game. I just wonder if that is a problem because surely you want to go out and win every game you play. Um, I'm not suggesting that, you know, we, we don't go out and try and win games, but it seems like if the mindset's different for a cup game to what it is for a league game, unless I'm missing something, um, it seems an odd thing to... I, I can see... I, I, I can kind of see what he's alluding to, but... Um, yeah, that that seems quite peculiar because obviously we're playing the we were playing the same teams in the Premier League, but not being able to beat them. But in the cup, you know, they, it was fine. We could we could get the results, which is peculiar. But um, yeah, you beat us yeah. in that cup, and we we have a pretty expensive winning record against you of late. Yeah, I mean Tottenham, Southampton. I mean, you know, the, the, we're not talking teams that are you know in in the bottom half of the Premier League, um, and that is the most peculiar thing about that second half of the season. And it was just thankful that the first half was so good um, because it stood us in good stead. Thankfully, otherwise we'd have been in a little bit more trouble than we actually were towards the end of the season. But um, yeah, back on Pardew, yeah, I I can't see the club making a decision anytime soon. You know, we got City next. You know, do you, I mean it'd be probably harsh to sack him after if 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 we lose to City. That's probably a little bit harsh. After that, we've got Swansea away. That, if we lose that, and then we've got Hull away, I think, quite soon after. Those two games, I think, are the two that we should be winning. But like we said, we should be beating Burnley really away. No offence to Burnley. You know, they, they have caused other, you know, bigger teams than us problems recently. So maybe we just hit them at a bad, a bad time from our perspective. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> it could be. I mean, I don't know when the FA are thinking of making a decision about the uh, England manager. Maybe they're waiting for Parsons to be sacked. I'm not sure. Um, but it could, it could well be a very similar scenario to the guy you just mentioned. It, yeah, very peculiar. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, speaking of England, we have now just hit the international break. Uh, we've seen Andros Townsend be called up for England, Zaha and Dan. Uh, not so much. I was just curious to hear your <laughs> thoughts on if you think that that fell the right way. I know you always think Dan should be in. I do, yeah. And I, as I just mentioned, normally I would say, yeah, Dan should be in the squad. I don't know what he's done to not be in the squad. Um, maybe we're missing something. But at the moment, as I mentioned, he doesn't look particularly match fit since he's come back from injury. So... Um, yeah, I, I can I can allow that for the moment <laughs> until he's until he's back fully fit and, and and playing well. But the Zaha and Townsend one is very interesting because for me Ta- Zaha's playing much better than Townsend. He gives Palace so much more of an outlet um, going forward. Um, 
I did say that Townsend won the penalty with one of his balls into the box at the weekend, which, yep, which is a fair comment. Um, but I would say Zaha's outplayed him the last three or four games. Um, I mean, Townsend even had a spell on the bench, uh, started on the bench against Liverpool, um, purely because he hasn't performed recently. He hasn't scored the goals that he was expected to score. Uh, he was supposedly going to be an upgrade on Balassi, uh, both from goal scoring and also um, assists, and that hasn't happened either. Um, so he's going through a bit of a spell. Maybe he's just acclimatised into the club, perhaps. I mean, he scored that great goal against Stoke. Um, uh, but Wilf has had an excellent season so far. I mean, it it, oh, <laughs> it says an awful lot about Wilf when um, his defensive work is is really coming on. I mean, him and Kabai were the, the two players chasing down... Um, on two different occasions, counter-attacks by Burnley. One for the third goal, which proved to be the winner uh, for Burnley. Wilf and Kabai. Wilf almost got back and tackled him in the area. I mean, that says an awful lot about um, you know, his game at the moment and how he plays his game. Uh, but yeah, for me, Wilf is playing much better than Townsend. And it's a surprise that Wilf hasn't had a call above Townsend. But I can see why Townsend's been picked because he's probably the safer bet. He's known to the England setup, uh, And I think Wilf... There's got a bit of a stigma about him uh, from um, an experience with the under-21s, which is when Gareth Southgate managed the under-21s, uh, and Wilf, I think, uh, had a bit of a, um, a bit of a spat with uh, him not being picked for a particular game. So um, I can probably see why it's happened, um, but for me, Zaha's been playing much better. So you know, on 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 performance-wise, I would say he should be in there instead of Townsend. Yeah, um, a couple of fun stats for you. Uh, successful take-ons, Zaha at 49, Townsend at 34, putting them both in the top three mm. with only Hazard separating them. And obviously you're leading uh, the league in crosses yet again. It's your favorite thing. You brought in a forward that could do that. Uh, so it, sh- it should be working. How about, sh- how about that is a vague question. As a neutral, why isn't it working? Yeah, I think... I think we've taken too long to play to Benteke's strengths. Um, he did score two headed goals very early on, but we should be doing that more often. We should be getting the ball in more. Often. You just mentioned that you know we we cross the ball in well, but not all of those crosses are. I don't know how they measure those. Is it just a cross into box whether it gets oh, to somebody total on? crosses? While while you're talking, I'll look up successful. Uh, okay, um, so yeah, we do. You know, we have the personnel to. Be, to provide Benteke with those crosses into the box. Um, and also Wickham as well, because Wickham scored from one of those on Saturday uh, against Burnley. Why isn't it working? Um, I'm sure if I could say why it isn't working, then Pardew would probably have addressed it by now. <laughs> um, you would like to think. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know why the players are making silly mistakes like they have done the past three or four games. We could go back to the to the West Ham game at home, which kind of started this this run of bad form. You know, West Ham came to Palace and did a job on us defensively. Got got on a relatively early goal and did a job on us and prevented us from scoring. And that's something we struggle with at home. But against Liverpool, we you know we played very well. We 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 attacked them when we needed to, we got back into the game on two separate occasions and then, you know, we just didn't defend two corners and they're, and they're three to up again. Um, I don't, how do you cut out, how do you stop players from making silly mistakes? I, I don't know whether it's attention span or, I mean, it can't be tiredness because we're only, uh, you know, early into the season. So, 
like I say, if I knew, then surely Pardew would know and would have addressed it by now. I have no doubt that you know that they're they're working on training ground on different things. It, it hopefully it's just a matter of time before it clicks. But it's it's really odd why why it just isn't working. It mm. it really is. Uh, so you know, in successful crosses, Townsend and Zaha are both in the top ten. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> In- interesting stuff there. Not sure what it means, yeah. but no. interesting. For well, sure. like I say, we are we are scoring goals. That you know, that's not particularly our problem. We're creating a lot of chances mm. and we're scoring goals, uh, which was a big problem for us last year. Uh, now we're just, <laughs> we're just letting in goals. Um, so while we've probably concentrated on one and not worried so much about the other, I don't know. It's um, may- maybe we need a new defensive coach. I don't know. I know Pardew is very into his. Uh, American way, very similar to NFL. He 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 actually sets up his warm ups on the on the pitch before a game, like very much like NFL does. You have you have the defenders over there doing their tr- warming up. You have the wingers over there doing their warm up. You have attackers over there doing their warm up. It, it's very much like if you're watching NFL, you know, before kickoff, that you have these groups of players concentrating on what they need to do in their groups and who they play directly alongside and with. Um, whether that's something to do with it, whether the t- defensive coach that we have isn't doing his job perhaps, maybe. Or it could well be that. But uh, maybe maybe a fresh approach is needed to try and freshen things up and, and maybe make the players sink a little bit more. I don't know. It's It, it really is an odd one. All right, fair enough. Well, from some of the negatives to something more positive, uh, MacArthur has been playing very well. And I'm sure uh, neutrals and fantasy players alike would like to know uh, what's changed and is this sustainable? Well, he's really, I mean, he's an excellent player anyway. He's one of our, he's probably one of the most underrated players for Palace in that he gets up and down the pitch um, from one from one goal line to the, to the other, just does that kind of dirty job in a way. I don't mean he's a dirty player. I just mean he gets on, tackles, wins a ball and just is a general nuisance, you know, in, in a game of football. He runs himself into the ground every game um, and that's sometimes why you see him being subbed off, you know, 70th minute sometimes because he's just put in an enormous shift. In terms of his goal scoring, that is really down to the fact that Jason Punchin has been missing. So he's been played a little bit higher at the pitch. It's given him a bit more freedom and, and room. Um, I wouldn't say he's going to score many headed goals, but he scored two headed goals against Liverpool, obviously. Um, one of those was beating Lovren to a header, which was quite amazing, really. Um, but but yeah, I once Jason Punch is back in the side, uh, well, Punch started at the weekend, uh, went off quite early because he didn't play very well. But yeah, MacArthur's usual spot is probably uh, he he will go back to that once part uh, you know punching is back in his uh, resumes his normal role. So I wouldn't say he's going to be a fantasy option for much longer. Well, certainly from a goal scoring perspective, anyway. Fair enough. All right, and uh, we know that you like to cross a lot. Fullbacks doing that a lot in the modern game. Uh, mm. You mentioned off air that that's probably where you'd most need to improve in January. Yeah, fallback is a is a huge problem for us at the moment. I mentioned Pat Suarez being injured; that was unforeseen. Joel Ward is struggling at right back. We're playing Martin Kelly mostly at left back, but as I mentioned, he played right back and Joel Ward played left back at the weekend. So it's a little bit of a mess. Seki Fries is given some game time, um, normally from the bench, 
at left back. He's probably our only left-footed player, um, defensive player at the moment at the club. So I can see why he's getting some time, but it's just not uh, Premier League quality in, in, in my view. So yeah, in January, I expect us to go out and uh, resolve that issue, particularly at left back. Although I'm not sure when Suarez is going to be fit. I think it's not going to be till the end of March at the latest, but at the earliest, I think. Um, but he would have been missing for the African Nations Cup anyway uh, for the for the majority of January. Um, but obviously weren't expecting him to be missing um, for this long. So yeah, fallback is a problem for us. Um, I'm not sure where else is a problem for us at the moment. I mean, we've, again, I mentioned injuries. We got Lloyd Remy on loan from Chelsea, who's been forgotten, completely forgotten, because he got injured in training in his first week at the club. So I went back to Chelsea. Oh, yeah. and we, I a little yeah. bit forgot that uh, he's at the club. Yeah, yeah, well... I mean, he went back to Chelsea just to... Because uh, obviously they know his injury problems in the past, so he's uh, been recuperating with them. Um, but I believe he's back at the club, um, getting involved in training a bit more, and we're expecting to be back fit for the start of December. So hoping, you know, if that all goes well, and Benteke and Connor Wickham, you know, that's 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 a decent choice we have there uh, up front. And like I say, we're not struggling to score goals. Um, it's just our defence at the moment. So... I am wondering whether we might go out and get another centre-back because Delaney's not getting any younger. Um, he's clearly struggling in games. Um, Tompkins hasn't acclimatised as we would expect. Hopefully, Dan is not going to be injury prone this season, but I think we probably need to think about that You know, in that in that scenario. Um, I've thought Martin Kelly will be a good centre-back. I really have because he's not mo- mobile enough to be a full-back, quite tall for a full-back even to play that position. He's been a square beggar around how I do feel sorry for the guy because he's not played in a position that he's comfortable in um, but he's, he's he's trying to do a job to the best of his ability so yeah uh, defensive recruits I think will be our aim in January alright fair enough well that'll do it uh, for us today thanks so much for taking the time I'll tell the folks where they can find you yeah pleasure it's great being on the pod um, yeah I'm editor of the Eagles Beak you can get us at the Eagles Beak on Twitter and I'm also presenter of the Meridian Sports Show which is at the Meridian SS on Twitter, but you can listen to us online. We're a local community radio uh, show on a local community radio station, uh, and it's uh, it's a brand new project. Actually, we've been given our own show on there. So, talking all things sport, which is uh, which is always good. So, uh, if you fancy tuning in, then please do. Awesome. Well, thanks again, and best of luck with this whole party situation. Cheers, Kev. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.